I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for the Mighty Main Street Business Show every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon. We're interviewing our resilient small business communities in Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah. These are the folks creating our jobs and driving Utah's market. They develop our main streets that support the vibrancy of our tourist economy and where we as locals also enjoy dining and shopping. This business program is underwritten by CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake and the Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varilla. Ann Holman, thank you so much for joining us from King's English, General Manager and co-owner. I'm excited to talk to you about what's going on and how much we're reading books right now because we've had a little bit of extra time. And I know that there's been some challenges. And so I look forward to talking to you. Thank you for joining us on Mighty Main Street. And you were brought to us by Visit Salt Lake. They asked us to give you a call. This is a program supporting small business. And we've been doing it since May of last year uh, as we were faced with these challenges. And uh, anyway, so Anne, thank you for joining us. Chris, thanks for having me. This is such an iconic and such a gorgeous bookstore. It really has a, a, a very London feel to it, the way it looks <laughs> on the outside. And I, when I looked on your website, the picture of it with the lights and, and it was kind of that dusk is absolutely gorgeous. It does remind me of a bookstore in London. Uh, but anyway, It's a little cottage. It's yeah. a cottage. So, Anne, give us some background about uh, King's English. It's time uh, in business and the impact that you've had and some of the changes that you've been making. We opened our doors in 1977, and in fact, it had been uh, a little cottage. The family who owned it lived behind the store. Initially, that was a restaurant called Afterwards, and then for many years, uh, your audience will remember it was Fresco. And they lived behind in the restaurant, and then the bookstore was a, a number of things, including a dry goods store. It had an ice cream fountain at one point. When Betsy and her partner, Ann Berman, opened it, it had a hair salon and actually some small offices, and they thought, well, we'll we'll write the great American novel in one of these offices, but maybe maybe we'll sell a few books at the same time. And, of course, as soon as they put the bells on the door and people started coming in, their their writing careers kind of came to a halt, and they started selling books, and we've been doing it ever since. Do you know, I remember, I've been in Utah for a long time, and I remember the restaurant, the afterward. It was wonderful. 
Yes, and then it was Fresco, and then it was Trestle Tavern, and now it is Finca. Finca has been reborn in that space, and uh, they do tapas, and it's terrific. It's still just cute as can be. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad it's doing well. It's a great corner, by the way. You're at 15th and 15th, and that is just a rockin' little corner. It's another ninth <laughs> and ninth. It's a little corner. It is. It's, it's another ninth and ninth. I love these neighborhoods. It's another ninth and ninth, yeah. and it's, you guys are yeah. doing very well. You're holding your own. Great business that's going on. We're trying to. We incorporated, I guess, 10 or 12 years ago as the 15th and 15th Neighborhood Business District. One of the the programs, the many programs that Local First has launched in Salt Lake, and and Local First Utah was one of the first Local First movements in the country, and it's been wildly successful. Um, And I think mostly because it encompasses the whole state, and and it's about business. It's not about politics or religion. It's just about local business owners helping local business owners and keeping our community strong and vibrant. And you know what? That so speaks to me about Utah. I love hearing that. Tell me about some of the shifts that you have had to make. I know that you're doing curbside for a while there. I know your hours were a little challenged. Uh, Give us an idea of how (laughs) (laughs) you... Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, In fact, it was just about a year ago today. It was a kind of a trial by fire. And of course, we we didn't know what was happening. and And then little by little, we all kind of learned more and more about it. We decided that we needed to close our doors because the inside of our store is really small, lots of really small rooms, and the social distancing was almost impossible, even with just the few of us that are here. Um, So we thought, well, we'll go with the curbside pickup route and we'll move our business online. And we have had a website for many years and it's, you know, it's had a a decent amount of traffic, and overnight we ramped up into a, an online bookstore and all that goes with that. We're proud of how we've done, and we have had a lot of learning to do this year. Our customers have been so patient and so kind. I guess the difference between us and maybe some other online bookstores that might come to mind is hopefully you can call us and, and get a, a real person. And when we send you an email about your online order, we actually say, oh, hi, Joni, X, Y, and Z is happening with your book, and we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, But it's definitely been a learning experience. So business has been good. It hasn't been what it, of course, would be if our doors were open. And we are just so grateful that people have continued to shop with us and have continued to be, you know, careful and patient and understanding. Have you been able to get the support that you so much deserve as far as I'm concerned and for your business? We got a PPP loan the, the first time out, and we worked with Zions to do that, and it was it was really remarkable, actually. We are in the process of applying for a second one. We uh, don't know if that's going to happen or not yet. And, you know, part of the thing with the PPP loan is it makes sure that we can keep the lights on but also keep our booksellers paid, and that's you know, as important as our community is, our booksellers are part of our community, too. And we want to make sure that we can continue to pay them through this terrible time. Uh, we also got a loan from the city, and that was remarkable. You know, really just so many government entities have been, you know, I know it's been tough, and some of them have been more helpful than others, but we feel like Zions particularly kind of helped us cut through the red tape and get it done. 
when we really needed to get it done. I'm glad to hear that, and it doesn't surprise me about Zions Bank. So, uh, and you know what's so what's interesting about this is that I think, and this really demonstrates how we come together as a country. You know, I really feel like we're coming together and really understanding how critically important small business is. I mean, basically, small business creates our jobs, period, end of story, yeah. in any market. Yeah. And so I just think there's a real deep appreciation and a coming together, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And wanting to, when this is all said and done, be able to, to walk out of your front door and go down to 15th and 15th or 9th and 9th and go into a store where you can see unique items, you can buy unique food and feel like, okay, I, this is in Salt Lake City. This isn't any town USA. It's really important. We're all so anxious to get back to that. Oh, isn't that the truth? I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> it's starting to flatten us. I'll speak for myself. It's starting to flatten me out a little bit. I'm really trying to really trying to hang in there. You know, as I went to your website, I love the indie uh, next list and the kids uh-huh. and the ready groups and stuff. As we wind up, give us an idea of what you guys have to offer that's unique to you. We. <laughs> Well, when at the top of this interview, you talked about people reading more books than ever. The other thing they're doing more than ever is puzzles. And I so know. we have a lot of puzzles. And we have a mystery puzzle box that you can participate in, and we'll send you one every month. We also do books on Libro FM, which is a, a, an audio platform. And we also do ebooks. So we are trying to get customers' books, however way, shape, or form they want them, and have them still buy them from us. And that's going to continue. And I think our online business will continue once we open, too, and get back to normal a little bit because people like the convenience. Well, you know what? I think that's a great point, and it's so smart as a business leader and for you to be able to adjust to um, to the times and to your customers. And there there are things that have been permanently shifted, uh, you know, yeah. wor- working from home. I mean, people are going to have to look yeah. at a hybrid example of that because now people have tasted this fruit and this is what they want. And people are very focused <laughs> yeah. when they can work from home. And it can be really effective. A- absolutely. Um, you know, certainly we've got some booksellers helping us from home, and we have booksellers who come in at night and on the weekends when we're not open and help us do things that, you know, they feel safe being, you know, just a couple people in the store at a time, and it sure helps us out. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you about King's English. It's a place that I have been attracted to and a part of for a long time, and I love the 15th and 15th growth. And so all the best to you and your employees and keeping safe. And it's just a matter, I mean, we are just right around the corner. I mean, I can just feel we it. We are right uh, around the corner. Yeah, and I, I think Utah will come out the number one economy, I'm just saying. That's hopeful. Let's 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 go for that. Yeah, let's why why not? Let's just go for it. <laughs> well, Ann, all the best. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at KSLnewsradio.com. Just click on podcast. More stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and eleven sixty AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.